0: Hello and welcome to episode number 270 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike.
1: Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good.
0: Back with a a little movie this week that people may have heard of, um, that people have probably already seen over the last weekend. I was somewhat familiar. Yeah, um, pretty big release uh, for this year, really. I mean, it's probably going to end up being like the biggest horror movie of the year um, in terms of, I guess, word of mouth um, mm-hmm. and probably box office if if our local cinema over the past two weeks is anything to go by. Um, because, boy, it suddenly seems like everyone in the UK remembered that there's uh, cinemas <laughs> open. Um, so our little run of six months was fun while it lasted oh, when, no. when we were the only people going.
1: <laughs> I loved it. Like, I think we appreciated it like i I think we realized how fun that was and and now after kind of seeing james bond and halloween back to back it it feels like we're back into regular annoying cinemas with people in
0: yeah so yeah you guys are welcome you know we kept we Mm. kept the lights on for you so now you can sweep in and uh, enjoy your spider-man in december um yeah
1: Get your your nachos halfway through the movie. See if I care.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, But yeah, we will be talking about Halloween Kills shortly. um, And as well as some TV at the end, uh because... I mean, you know, people, there's been a lot of retort, talks about the return of, uh, of obviously, Michael Myers this past week, mm. but I have been way more excited for the return of the little man himself, Chucky. Um, Hell to the year. So, on the small screen for the first time, um, after all these years, as we discussed, it's been about four years in the making. Um, <laughs> I know. You know, even longer than this movie, which has been delayed for over a year. Um, but yeah, we'll get into all that good stuff shortly. Um but first, the news. And this is pretty nice. There's, a, there's just a bunch of small kind of updates this week. Um, but it is very nice to see a news um, segment that contains Rob Zombie, Steve Kostansky, M. Night, and Mike Flanagan. All um, in so, you the know. same news story. <laughs> if only. Yeah, they're all doing an <laughs> anthology together. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I'm just I'm happy I get to talk about my favorite things. Um, yeah. So first up um, is a trailer. Um so this movie kind of we we featured in the news before um the Black Phone um which kind of yeah got its first trailer over the past week and it's out uh you know early next year February 4th um 2022 and if people missed kind of the initial when we talked about this in the news. So, you know, why this is noteworthy for a few reasons. Um, the director, Scott Derrickson, um, you know, people will know um, he he directed Sinister, um, which I, I, do, I do want to rewatch Sinister because I remember watching it, you know, pre podcast. It was that era when I was, you know, already sick of those types of movies, even though it isn't necessarily one of those. I definitely even thought that going in. You know, of like, uh, oh, it sounds like Insidious. You know, even with the title, yeah. um, and I remember it catching me off guard, and I didn't, I didn't love it, but I remember it genuinely scaring me and being very good. Yeah. Um, and people have, you know, obviously, it's got a huge fan base. This movie, and rightly so. Um, And then, obviously, Scott went on to direct Doctor Strange. That was kind of like him breaking away from the horror genre. He was then, obviously, going to do the sequel, um, but he kind of fell out of that production for many different reasons. Um, Obviously, Sam Raimi is now directing that said sequel. Um, And Scott is kind of returning to his roots, as it were, for this Mm -hmm. movie, The Black Phone. Um, and the other thing that's worth noting is this is based upon a Joe Hill short story, mm. um, which I have read um, and is very good. Um, so, yeah, what, what did you kind of make of this this first look of this uh, this film?
1: I was trying to remember the um, short story mm. and having now kind of read the synopsis, I can remember the short story. Yeah. Um, like, yeah
0: this trailer has a lot more in it than than the short story because yeah
1: I, I, I decided not to watch the trailer because yeah it's one of those things where like it's it's like three minutes isn't it um, yes and like it's way I'm too in. long i'm in like mm. joe hill like short story i remember this short story i remember liking this short story i like ethan hawke obviously mm. scott is is you know getting ethan hawke back Um, and, and, and yeah, I, I, I like all of those things. So I'm, I'm pretty much in, um, you're, you're obviously forgetting, uh, Scott's most notable, uh, credit as well. And that is that he made, uh, Hellraiser director video movie. So, you know, nothing actually,
0: (laughs) which one, which one, which one, I Right. I did not know that.
1: Yeah. I think he was, he was the director. He's, he's, um, yeah, I think so. Hang on. Uh, Yeah.
0: Wow, that's wild.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you know, <laughs> he's got some chops. And, uh, it, that you know, that was so long ago. <laughs> I know, was that was 12
0: years before Sinister.
1: That's <laughs> crazy. But so I didn't realise that he, um, drew, yeah, yeah Exorcism,
0: Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. yeah, exactly,
1: which was also great. Like, I, mm. I love that. Um, that's a movie that I've thought about often going back to watch um, because, yeah, I really like that. I, I, I too, like Sinister, um, but I haven't seen it for a long, long time. But but yeah like I think this guy's got a pretty solid um excluding that hellraiser movie um, <laughs> you know, list of movies and um yeah like it it's all ticking the boxes for me so I don't need to see any more apart from the movie to be honest
0: yeah, I, I get why they did it, because obviously for a lot of people, this yeah. isn't going to be a must-watch. Um, and so I think they do need to kind of sell what this premise is, which for people that don't know, kind of, yeah, Ethan Hawke is the bad guy. Um, he plays the grabber, um, and he is essentially kind of like, you know, Pennywise, but just the you know the human aspect of it, not the uh, intergalactic alien aspect of it. Um, and yeah, he's like, he's stealing children off the streets, and he kind of has them locked up. And that was what the main thing I remember about... Um, the short story is kind of like this victim gets stolen and yeah like there's there's this phone that kind of keeps ringing and it's kind of that's the whole
1: clues to the mystery phone is Mm. is like ringing and it's yeah obviously delve into that
0: so it is really cool but yeah like this trailer you know is too long and definitely the second half gets way too spoilery um to the point where i even stopped watching it with about 30 seconds left because it's you know as soon as it starts doing those jump cuts and You know, you can clearly see that they're showing, like, final act-type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I I, I think it looks good. Like, it's not one of these ones that I'm immediately like, oh, my God, it's top of my list. But it's certainly certainly a cinema horror that I'm excited for. And uh, I'll always be thankful for that. And, yeah, I remember... This is a cool story. So, um, I it wouldn't have when I read it, I wouldn't have immediately thought, like, oh, yeah, this needs to be a feature length film. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really curious, like, how they're going to add different elements to that. I'm sure they're going to really, because you don't really, from my understanding or what I remember, there really wasn't too much backstory on the grabber. Um, so I'm sure they're going to really delve into the mind of this kind of killer, but yeah. It's cool, and like he has such a good look as well. He wears these like really creepy horror masks, mm. um, which are apparently being designed by Tom Savini and his team for nice. this movie. Um, so yeah, looks cool. Very much looking forward to this one. Um, so yeah, this is kind of twenty twenty two is already looking pretty spicy. Just the start of the year, um, and so yeah. Next up, bit of Tom Mike Flanagan, man, rules.
1: Tom Savini. How could he make all these baller masks? And the one time he got the mask gig that I wanted, it, it just didn't work out.
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah who knows um but yeah moving on to to a bit of flanagan um so this yeah. was
1: actually th- this uh, broke last week i'm surprised he's not released something
0: i know slacking. a few weeks uh, you know
1: that's... he must have got like a 10 episode saga up his sleeve somewhere That's
0: what it sounds like. Um, but so yeah, this kind of broke last week, and I didn't, we obviously didn't discuss it because we had like three megaton stories to talk about last week. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm really glad I waited a week because we've got actually more quotes from Flanagan here, and like he's talking about this in a way that is not like anything else he's ever done which certainly makes this newsworthy so you know once again he's teaming Mm -hmm. with netflix um obviously he has that kind of exclusive deal um you know his company intrepid pictures with uh, netflix and they've acquired basically the some works of uh, edgar Allan poe um and so this news yeah so this this new series um which i'm going to forget the name of every single time um is called the fall of the house of usher um so that's so that's the name um and basically this is going to be eight episodes with flanagan directing four of them you know so that is interesting in itself because we've not really seen that it's it's you know Mm -hmm. he's always done either one or all you know in his last few his last three tv shows um so he's kind of like only doing half which is interesting um and yeah basically the quotes that he was saying was um he said a lot of the stuff i do is a slow burn um house of usher is a brush fire it is an explosion it is as aggressive and rock and roll and over the top and just violent and insane and horrific as anything i've ever done by a lot we're going to pull all of the all-stars from the intrepid group of actors and some great new faces and we're just going to fucking jam um he goes on to say we just want bucket buckets of blood pouring out of the ceiling on page two we're just going to go ballistic um and he does go on for a few You know, more stuff, but it's basically in that vein of just we are making something mental. You know, Mm. it sounds like he's making the Evil Dead remake, um, (laughs) which is not what I would picture ever coming from Flanagan. Um, As we discussed with Midnight Mass, I think Midnight Mass is such in a great way because we loved it, but it's so typical Flanagan in every sense of the word. Mm. Um, because it's like, it's all of the things that's like on the Flanagan checklist of what makes mm-hmm. his show so great in his films. Um And I do think that, you know, we talked about that being this passion project that he'd wanted to make for all these years. And I do like this as an idea of like, well, he's made that now.
1: Yeah, Maybe some do something.
0: Up. Yeah. Do something just completely fucking different. Um So yeah. Well, what what do you make of this? Cause I, like you say when i first saw it and it was like edgar allan poe netflix series i was like okay these yep it sounds like a, a flanagan show you know i'll watch it and i'm sure i'll love it but then seeing these quotes i'm like man this is something completely different
1: yeah i'm i'm well pumped for this it sounds like right up my alley it'll be interesting to see what flanagan can do obviously when he's done that sort of stuff you know you think the the kind of end of midnight mass was was pretty you know buckets of blood for that really and mm. so i think kind of like he can do that stuff and yeah, him just going, like, balls to the wall and just going at it from, from page two. Like, I, that sounds brilliant to me. So um, I can't wait to strap in for this one. Uh, you know, pro- probably dropping about January, I'd imagine. So not long to <laughs>
0: wait. Yeah, just around the corner. Um, I swear it's... he just
1: has, like... He must have all of these actors, like, tied into, like, a Flanagan deal. Like, he has, he has the Netflix deal. Mm. And then he has all of these pawns for, you know, all of the actors. Because they must do based upon the
0: quote what he said because he said we're going to pull all the all stars from the intrepid group of actors so you know intrepid pictures is his company
1: you look at you look at these actors and they're all fantastic like when we talk about midnight mass like there's not a stinker on the roster um and and sometimes like you know when we have like people like rahul who who kind of has a smaller role and we're begging for more like Mm. you know and so i i think you you look at Yeah, he must have some sort of deal with him to just follow him, Uh, which is great. Like, more of the same. Hell yeah
0: yeah it's interesting because he doesn't you know there isn't a lot of violence kind of in his stuff but when he does it you know you think back to the moments and stuff like gerald's game and Mm. like it's it's up there with some of the craziest stuff we've ever seen Mm. um so yeah i i'm i cannot wait i mean it's a mike flanagan tv show like of course i'm gonna watch it anyway but yeah this is very very cool um next up this is just a very small one normally don't put these types of kind of stories in the news but it is just a great one um and pat's on back for them and they deserve it um kind of off the back of the movie we discussed last week um vhs 94 um which we both loved and highly recommended Mm -hmm. people check out um obviously yeah basically shudder released a press release that says uh vhs 94 is the biggest movie premiere in shudder history uh, with more uh, more members watching its debut in the opening weekend than any other movie premiere on the service um so yeah that's awesome love to see that um obviously it's 100 percent deserved and you know these when you're talking about movies of this scale um you know these smaller indie movies this is how you show them that you love it and you want more um Mm. you know there isn't box office involved which is always the be or end all with any sort of big production and so i think this is great news because this tells shudder like we were discussing i don't want to see this probably next year but i do want to see more vhs um you know and i definitely think if we get to a every two to three years at least you know just one at a time like they've they've definitely earned the right to make another vhs i guess is what i'm saying yeah sure. i think um, i think
1: as well though you look at this and it just shows why shudder is so important and why shudder serves our horror niche so mm-hmm. well that you know you look at those vhs movies pre you know, Shudder, the first, you know, the first two movies that are fantastic. And um, they had to rely on under, un, underground buzz and kind of building hype and, and all of that stuff. But but with a platform like Shudder, it's it's niche enough to still not kind of, you know, get for them to be overlooked, you know, la like a Netflix or something like that. Um, but it gives them a platform where they can be their biggest ever release. I think it was was it Host that, that was there? I think I think that was their biggest release. Yeah, like, I'm, last a, I'm year. assuming so. Yeah, um, and and you know it's great that there's the you know it's these kind of small movies that are getting this platform on Shutter, and then and then yeah, hopefully, kind of you know the, the hope is that with talent that was behind Host, that they get into a deal to make more movies, not more Host movies, just more movies, and with VHS, more VHS movies. So so you know it, it gives. Shudder this kind of you know chance to get these great IP and filmmakers um, which you know we don't really know do we about the future of VHS or what Shudder has actually acquired but if mm. we look at the history with kind of Hell House and Show and a, a few other things like that and you can see that the, the building blocks that Shudder are, is building and, and you got a hope that, that, that VHS is now going to be one of those as well
0: well obviously they announced um you know it wasn't when we first heard of it but in terms of this year they end you know shudder announced their partnership with this movie way before release mm-hmm. um which was great to see it was very much uh marking it down the sand like you know vhs is for shudder um which was awesome to see um because yeah we've seen other movies that we love kind of come to shudder at a later date and that kind of brings me on to the next story um and but this is very much like i i feel like if they wanted to make more of these they could um yeah. And I think based upon this press release, I just don't see why they wouldn't. Which is which no. is great, great news for horror fans. Um, but yeah, next up, this is one that uh, e- even though kind of. <sighs> This is extremely exciting because of how much I love this movie, but also I kind of assumed a lot of this stuff anyway. Um so basically Steve Kostansky, of course, the the amazing director of Psycho Gore Man, um, was was talking this week. Um and he had some things to say about potential potential sequels. Um (laughs) which yeah, I just wanna include this in here because I always want to talk about this movie. Um he says, uh, I want to follow that up with something that delivers. And so the more people love the movie and want more from it, the more I'm like, oh, shit, I've got to deliver a thing and I'm trying. Um, I'm working on it. It's surprisingly complicated trying to get things off the ground. Sequel issues, rights and things. Just trying to make all the things line up and also just find the time to sit down and write the damn thing. I hope to get something going soon. Um, and then he goes on to say... Um, uh in the meantime there is our comic book kickstarter from uh, lethal comics that we have going right now that should whet people's appetite for pg in a pretty satisfying way um it's an anthology comic that's uh, kind of referencing those star wars anthology novels from the 90s um and it's basically like stories of what the galactic Council will do and during the movie um which is great <laughs> and yeah piggybacking off of that first i had no idea about this until just reading it the other day and so i immediately backed back this on kickstarter nice. um and yeah it's still running for i think another week so if people are interested definitely look it up because yeah the comic series looks awesome um but yeah as far as kind of the initial quote i mean it's great to see him say it in this capacity um i've listened to a couple of the commentaries now for psycho gore and the amount of times he said, like, oh, if we were to do another one, this is how we would do it differently. Or, or mm-hmm. you know, oh, in a sequel, this is what we're doing. So clearly, and this was obviously recorded, these commentaries at the start of the year. So, like, it was always going to be something that I think that the love for this movie is so strong that it was never going to be a one and done thing. Hopefully mm-hmm. not. Um, yeah. You know, to see him say stuff like it's surprisingly complicated to get things off the ground, sequel issues and rights and things. Mm-hmm. That is kind of worrying um yeah. because yeah we don't know what capacity well as i was alluding to earlier kind of you know shudder picked this up which is awesome um and i you know again if for some unknown reason you're listening to the show and you haven't seen psycho goreman what on earth are you doing um but just watch it on shudder even for my sake just please watch it on shudder and support this movie um because it just like you say that is the only way to support these small indie projects it's why mm. i'm more than happy to give them you know 30 pounds for this comic because i want to show them that i love this franchise and that i want more of it um so and, yeah and you
1: wanted to mask
0: yeah <laughs> did you have a look at it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really it's really nice um and i love things like that that are i love the idea that it's this spin-off of the movie with the council well, because it's one of my favorite parts of the movie as well oh, the
1: council is hilarious isn't it? but it's it's um obviously with that as well like you say about him doing a sequel it's been clear to me that this is something more than just one movie because mm. the figures that he got released and just all yeah. of this extra like they killed, lines, they
0: killed it on the merch for an indie film like i've never seen before i've never seen a
1: level like that you know like pg has suddenly become like a, a horror icon you know well, as in, in modern do. terms just because of the merch that he has pushed like he has created the you know the buzz um unlike someone i've ever seen like he gets that side of it and so yeah i i just i think it i you know i think he he, he's clearly gonna do more i'm a little bit a little bit nervous about his comment when he mentioned rights and stuff Mm -hmm. because i don't like that like i I really hope he has control of the ip um Mm -hmm. and and it sounds like that might be a bit problematic like have worldwide rights gone all over the shop or or what like um yeah, my assumption is that Shudder has it worldwide, but maybe not. Because um, mm. what was it? Was it Raven Banner that put out that Blu-ray?
0: Yeah, they did. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but but yeah, like that. That side is a bit worrying because um, ultimately, if he doesn't have the rights anymore, then it could be game over, which would suck.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but let's just hope that that's not the case. And and it, I think that's the only thing that's stopping this having a sequel slash yeah. sequels
0: yeah slash anything in yeah. this franchise um but yeah i think you're absolutely right and and i just want to you know again say what i said before like if these are the types of movies like i think the people that listen to a weekly horror show if these are the things you love you have to show your support um because this isn't like you know if we don't ever dis- discuss or talk about halloween that's still going to exist um whereas i think yeah, stuff like psycho goreman Way-
1: really at the box office in the u.s like Halloween's going to be fine if we don't talk about it
0: exactly whereas stuff like like pg lives or dies on its hardcore fan base um and i will always support this thing with everything i can um so yeah moving on kind of this is again just a very small one but it's uh it's from obviously one of our favorite directors m night who's just been so prolific you know one of the most <laughs> prolific directors for us really i mean what free free movies that we've covered um yeah. that yeah, you know we the narrowly past- missed out
1: didn't we on the fourth
0: yeah, um, and obviously they both were in our top ten, and uh, mm-hmm. we were very, very positive on old this year. So uh, mm-hmm. the the odds are looking likely that he will go free for free, and yeah, basically we we kind of favor. we we knew that he'd signed this deal with Universal, um, mm. so he's got a bunch of movies in the pipeline, and that's good because he's such a. He's one of these crazy auteurs and especially when you make something like old that kind of was hit or miss with a lot of people. Um, it is nice to have that backing of the the big production companies because, um, you know, back when he was making what The Visit, this wasn't the case. <laughs> he did yeah. have to fight for every penny to get these movies made. Um, but basically, yeah, we have a title and a release date um, for his next project. And that's pretty much it at this point. Um, so, yeah, it will be uh, launching February 2023 um so yeah make seems about right i mean he's pumping these out about every 18 months which again is almost flanagan levels of craziness Mm. um and this one is titled knock at the cabin um and that's pretty much it so yeah not much to say on this one obviously it's just the title the release date but but one to put in my calendar that i am very excited for um definitely
1: it's it's funny as well like you say when he was you know pre-visit was when people weren't put an M night, uh, you know, an M night film at the start of the film. Like, yeah. He'd, he'd lost that all credibility. And, you know, I, I'm really glad to see his rise back because I really think his fall, like, don't get me wrong. He made some movies that weren't the best, but his mm. kind of just fall from grace seemed very unfair. Yeah. And, and it, and it became like, you know, just just this trend to not like M Night, you know, yeah, and it very unfair. And and I'm so glad that he's come back to form, and and the haters have had to give in.
0: I couldn't agree more because I find it quite cringy the way people used to talk about M Night, to mm. be honest. Where it, like you say, it became a thing of like, oh, it's only six senses good, and you know he has the whole twist thing, and once you yeah. kind of remove that, he's just a one trick pony, and it's just like. Dude, that's such a dumb way of looking at his film career, kind of like unbreakable and, and signs of fantastic movies um, and so yeah, it's I'm, I am glad that like you say, it is turned and now he's making, in my opinion, some of his best ever work, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's awesome to see, and then yeah, lastly gotta be, get a little bit of Rob Zombie in here, um, seems about right so obviously we know his next project The Monsters, and yeah. the reason why I wanted to put this in here, because it isn't too substantial but basically this has been ticking away now for a few months, and I wanted to shine a spotlight on it in case, in case people are interested that kind of like you know Rob Zombie um has been documenting all of this pre-production on his Instagram um, for for obviously this upcoming film the monsters I'm
1: telling you this movie releases on Rob Zombie's Instagram he's going <laughs> to he's going to one day release a movie on it maybe not this one maybe Well, well gonna
0: I was going to say he he would have done potentially the last couple certainly mm. not this one no um to see in this pre-production in terms of costume design oh it's incredible to see i mean he he literally tweet um he like you know, because they're recreating all of these iconic sets from the old TV show and, you know, like one for one. And and even you know, you know, I have no you know, I don't know anything about the monsters. She, she, none um, of us
1: cares, but you do you, Rob.
0: <laughs> yeah, well I don't yeah, I don't care about the monsters, but no. I do care about Rob Zombie and I do care about this project now because seeing him so excited is great um and also like i say again this is this is a rob probably like i would estimate this is probably going to be the biggest budget he's ever had i know halloween had a massive budget and so we'll have Mm. to see obviously when the kind of the the chips are shaken but
1: like this feels huge if we take advertising budget out of it then it stands a chance
0: yeah like and it's great to see and and yeah kind of like so yeah they've been showing costumes and all this stuff and it, and it really is a, an awesome production That where mm. like you say it's great to see rob not have to fight for all this stuff for a chance and actually be like no here's my vision for the look of these characters in this world and they're like yep here's this set you know this is the, the kind of the show i guess or this film is set on this like street with these like creepy looking houses and they've recreated this entire street you know there's all sets that they've you know created for mm. this film this is like a massive budget but yeah like the reason why it was in the news this week is kind of we got our first look at our lead free characters in full costume nice. um and kind of that confirmation that yeah jeff daniel phillips is playing herman munster sherry moon zombie is playing lily munster and daniel roebuck is playing grandpa munster and they look fantastic I, I have to say like especially the two male actors are like almost unrecognizable in these costumes um again i would just recommend people look it up on his instagram if you want to see it I I mean sherry looks like sherry um you know so that's you know just with like a black and white wig basically but yeah i i don't know man the more i see from this and again this isn't as we've discussed time and time again not to go over it i always want rob to do original stuff but like for me this may as well be original because i've never seen or heard anything of the monsters and yeah to see rob happy and to see him with a budget i'm looking forward to this man it, it looks very cool
1: i think it's gonna be fun like it's gonna be a weird one for me because i have watched the monsters like mm. when i was super young so i like, kind
0: of do want to watch there, one of the films the, the
1: the grandpa like or whatever he's called like you know when when i saw the image of like dan i was like holy shit it's all coming <laughs> back to me now yeah it's like obviously like sherry is you know she is still sherry and also it's kind of like well it's kind of morticia adams as well mm. and it's, you know it, it's toeing that line whereas kind of dan really looks like the granddad and obviously like Jeff Daniel Phillips is basically unrecognizable as yeah. Herman. And then I kinda remembered that as well. So like I, I remember it being this comedy that, that like this black and white comedy that was weird that I I I you know, God knows how I watched a few episodes, but I, I definitely did when I was young. Um so like I have a little bit of knowledge of it, but but like this just very faint memory.
0: I also like as well that it, it looks distinctly like the monsters and not a Rob zombie film if that mm. makes sense where this isn't they're not all bearded with heavy metal t-shirts on yeah, you know no. like I, I and I really do appreciate that because I know that sounds like such a dig uh, you know and, and it's it's not meant to be but like i I love that it's not just oh yeah it's the monsters but it's Rob zombies monsters and so he just Rob zombie fired it I'm like no he's doing something that is very yeah. he he clearly has a huge passion for this and it isn't just that oh i 'm going to put my mold and my image on. this thing that i also love he he has so much care for
1: it i think kind of you know we've seen rob zombie do his type of halloween movie um Mm. we've seen rob zombie in his last two movies deliver kind of 31 and 3 from hell which are just like up there with his best work and certainly like the most rob work like Mm. you can't get much more rob zombies and movies than those and i kind of think like you know we said the question will he ever make a movie again because yeah. it kind of felt like what else can he do like he's done this original thing in 31 that's just the most rob zombie thing you could think of he's done the sequel that everyone wanted and you know it landed for us and um you know where where does he go and i think kind of him stripping back the the rob zombiness and just kind of doing something like this is fun and like i'm you know i'm not against seeing rob do things out of his normal wheelhouse because otherwise it does become a stick you know you just hmm. talked about End night how people are just like oh he's just like a twist and you know at the end and everything else well you can kind of categorize and people do like say oh it's just like you know yeah long-haired dudes with beards with heavy metal t-shirts with a lot of swearings and vulgarity and violence hmm. and you know it's kind of like well this doesn't seem like it's going to be that like who knows, like, mm. half an hour in when Sherry's chasing someone, a naked girl with a knife, <laughs> then I'm like, okay, it's a Rob <laughs> movie. But, yeah. you know, we don't, we, you know, may, maybe that doesn't happen in this. And so yeah, I really
0: happen. hope, like you say, it, it's not that. And I, I would <laughs> genuinely love to see him make something a bit different and definitely lean into the comedy. Because I, I, like to say, we, we've laughed a lot through the course of his movies and i think he he can do comedy um it's not something that people would necessarily think of but to me that is a Mm. standard of a rob zombie movie is kind of like those jokes that you you feel like you shouldn't be laughing at and so yeah i can't wait to see that transitioned into this like you say the more i see this like this is one of those things i cannot wait to see like a trailer for this Mm. and it's gonna be weird being like man this is rob zombie and it's it and the look at the production of this like i'm just it's it's cool man i'm happy for him. Um, For sure. But uh, yeah, plenty of news this week, which is all awesome. Shall we finally talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Halloween Kills. Ah, where do we where do we start with this one?
1: Oh, Halloween! What a yeah! What a saga Halloween is at this point. You know, uh, yep. three movies at this point. <laughs> where, where do you begin? <laughs> yeah, only three. It like, all even, started it in
0: 1978, and then they didn't make but, one for yeah. 40 years, and now they've made Wild, another yeah. sequel.
1: Wild. Um, yeah, I mean. Halloween as a franchise is, is, you know, the the most horror movie franchises don't stay as pure as the timeline of Chucky. Mm. Uh, And um, Halloween is one of the good examples of it. The the best example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, in my opinion. Um, (laughs) That must look like the the Zelda timeline timeline at this point. It's like, does that even exist? Yeah, yeah, um, it's great. But, um, you know, Halloween franchise, obviously, you know, it, it... it's crazy it, it's been a staple of us watching horror throughout you know the you know our entire time like watching all of the sequels and kind of you know getting buzzed when they come when halloween has come back multiple times you know it came back in the what was it late 90s with h2o mm. um was it 25 years or was it 20 years 20 yeah so 20 years later for that you know came back that was fun um absolutely love that movie resurrection then pretty much put halloween on its ass for a while then you know then we get rob having a stab he did and,
0: and... die in that movie so
1: what movie
0: uh the one you just mentioned
1: oh that movie exists <laughs> it does indeed um, but yeah obviously when when the you know 2018 was announced and it was kind of like kicking the can of the timeline and resetting things it was kind of strange and just kind of like you just have to get to a point where you're like, okay, we just wanna bring Jamie Lee Curtis back because everyone loves Halloween, everyone loves Jamie Lee Curtis and we we fucked up. Like we shouldn't have killed her in Resurrection. So we you know, it should have just been like Resurrection is dead. Like that that movie sucks and everything else is okay because it doesn't do you know what I mean? That's the only movie that ruins what these people want to achieve. Pretty yeah, much.
0: I, I did know. that's a really interesting point because ultimately, like, let's just look at it and there's gonna be so much to get into here. Mm. But like that is as you rightly just said that is the only reason why they wanted to throw away all of the sequels is yeah. because of the fact that she died and because that movie is dreadful as well that it was kind of mm-hmm. like well you kind of have to throw you know you, the baby with the bath water, where it's like yeah. well, you can't just, just, just not say that that one doesn't count you have to pretty much say all the sequels don't count but
1: just throw that one under the bus in my opinion you know i, I,
0: I completely you know? agree i would have had yeah. so much more respect for it because yeah. I, I like i said three years ago i feel like the got away with it a little bit in the sense mm. that i didn't see this kind of annoy like um backlash from the halloween fans you know i think they kind of like they said like yeah basically none of it matters and everyone was kind of cool with that and to me again i don't i do like halloween but i wouldn't put myself in that category because there's people that love halloween way 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 more than me and there's also i could name 10 horror franchises that i love infinitely more than halloween um and so like you know if they did that for chucky for example which granted we had a remake which is always going to be a different thing but like if they just made one and and they were like yeah you know it's the original and but we're gonna have obviously jennifer tilly in there but like but but Brighter jockey isn't actually canon at this point i just be mm. like, what are you doing like this yeah. is just stupid
1: yeah and i think like you know i i get like the whole you know obviously the remake being taken out you know as much mm. as i love rob and i love the, the his yeah version, it's a completely different thing like, like, those yeah, two I, films I that. that's fine like you know but but anyway so obviously off the back of Halloween 2018, like we we both liked it, but we didn't like it enough for it to even break our top ten list. I think it mm. was something where I was incredibly annoyed with the new Doctor thread. We we spoke a lot about the director, which we'll come on to certainly in this movie as well. And I think it was kind of for me, I was kind of like, okay, well, they've they've got kind of a lot of things out the way. If we now just focused on Michael and and kind of killing and kind of having this you know um just slasher back what it used to be like what these old sequels used to be then then I'm down for it and it's kind of what they said they were going to do you know it's in the name and I think kind of um uh you know this this movie basically is you know going into a brief very brief synopsis it basically is a direct continuation of 2018 Um, You know, spoilers for 2018, um, I guess I'll say, is that this movie begins basically um, in the burning building where the Strodes have left um, Michael to, you know, presumably dead, but certainly to burn to death. And kind of um, lo and behold, he finds a way to escape and he's on the prowl again. And we kind of, you know, we pretty much take on it's it's all that one night, isn't it? Yeah, it's all one night. Yeah, um, is, yeah. so it's basically, you know, very reminiscent of Halloween two, mm. um, where, um, they this is Halloween around, two, mate. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's kind of, um, one of the things that, uh, Wait, no, this start- is free.
0: Yeah. This is even more confusing. Mm-hmm, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's like Halloween two, but this <laughs> is Halloween three, but Halloween three wasn't a Michael Myers Halloween <laughs> anyway <laughs> i
0: just love how bullshit it is like, i just it's so goddamn ridiculous i
1: love season of the witch as well because that just makes it even more zany and again, yeah. the, the longer that that exists like the the more fun that movie becomes oh, i hope i hope halloween um, ends
0: next year is just like a soft remake of season of the witch oh, it'd
1: be so brilliant <laughs> and then they're like oh michael myers returns next year yeah. in the curse of halloween <laughs> like it'd just be brilliant um but but yeah i think kind of like one of the things about this is that it's it's very reminiscent of Halloween 2, like Laurie in a hospital. hospital. Um, and they kind of do this in multiple times, and this is one of the good examples of that, where they kind of punch you in the face and like, no, 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 those movies don't exist anymore. Don't think Michael's come into the, the, the hospital. We're not going to do that because that sucks. And it's just kind of like, there's multiple times in this movie where they do kind of like these half callbacks to the originals, but then go another way. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh no, we have control of this IP. Michael's not going to the hospital. Tommy Doyle, he's not going to be the guy you think he was like, Oh yeah. Because by the way, Tommy Doyle's back. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and yeah, kind of, we get this weird introduction of the um, characters from the original movie. And we get this weird montage of the original Halloween movie spliced into this, which then becomes very crazy because we get two things. We get actual footage of the original movie um, to reintroduce certain characters, Mm. which I just, I, I don't know what it was, but I found that really egregious and just kind of like... Strange to see um and then also we get extra story around the original nineteen seventy eight night um you know so we we're told that this movie is a sequel to the original um back in twenty eighteen But now, yeah, we get a ton of lore, um, in particular around the sheriff, or he wasn't the sheriff at the time, Uh, what's it, Mm. Hawkins. Yeah. Um, You know, we get a ton around what happened to him the night that Michael came home. And kind of, um, it's just kind of mind-blowing that that they kind of, um, almost like, to this point, that, you know, just trying to poke at the original and add new things to it, because I kind of feel like if any movie is sacred among horror fans, like I say, it's it's not necessarily for us as much as most, but kind of the original Halloween is kind of something you don't really want to fuck with too much, I think. Mm. um but they they really do in this like they really try to add more and extra things um well what's weird is
0: it comes from a place that clearly they're obsessed with that one movie Mm. like everything about this these two movies is kind of like this obsession with this one particular film Mm. and everything about this these two films says we adore every single second of, of halloween 1978 and we we actively hate Mm. everything else that has happened in this franchise, which is why, as you alluded to, we have these constant digs you know, we talked about the the famous one in, in 2018 where they're like, oh, wasn't it his sister? And they're like, oh, no, that's just some bullshit, some idiots made up. You know, that mm. was like this shots fired to the sequels. You have something very similar to do with the remake in this movie. Yeah. And it's like, it's just so unnecessary because it feels so petty. And it's mm. like, I get that at this point. Like, I don't know why you need to keep bringing up the past to reiterate how much you hate the past. Yeah. And then what you said is true of like, they are piggybacking off of 78 but it's because you can tell they're they're so obsessed with it that they want more of it to mm. the point that they are literally filming all of this shit in yeah. 78 and kind of add into the story. And obviously, another weird aspect renditions of, it... of
1: Donald Pleasants. Like we're getting yeah. these weird Uncanny Valley CG versions of Donald Pleasance in this movie.
0: The other weird part is obviously the only the original movie is Canon. And so, you know, we don't know what happened to Michael. Um, and you kind of forget that where you see the scene involving him very early on that kind of sets up like, okay, that's why, you know, he's been in prison for 40 years in this new made up universe. And I was like, oh yeah, I never even really thought about that in 2018. That like we never even really thought about how Michael was initially incarcerated because we're kind of thinking, I guess, in our minds, we're kind of pulling different things from the different sequels that obviously aren't canon here. Um, yeah. And even that stuff is really fucking weird in this film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I mean,
1: obviously, when we actually look at the original, uh, they have to change the end into the original because in the original, Michael just escapes. Yeah, know? but they've just yeah, but they've just added because like yeah I mean, well, we I guess, can get into so, it so but they've you, kind of added what happens
0: after that film
1: well i guess like it kind of feels he goes, like he goes back to, he, he in, goes back, in, back to one location yeah it kind of feels like that happens in lieu of the finale of this film but uh, yeah, it doesn't I it guess, happens like two minutes after yeah which is just <laughs> super strange but anyway yeah i mean i guess it's enough of a plot like mm. we, we need to just unpack what the hell this movie is like our, our feelings towards it I, I you know who wants who wants to shout first
0: um, I'll start because I don't really want to talk too much about this film. It, no. It's it is an abomination. I, I couldn't believe how bad it was. Um, even as someone who um had a lot of trepidation, and I just want to quickly clarify because I did rewatch twenty eighteen in the last past week, and I I felt the same. I I I liked it less, but not for the reasons I thought I was going to. Which is the knowing <laughs> knowing the story. I thought I would like it less because I thought more things would irk me, like the Doctor character, and that wasn't the case. The reason why I liked it less was because knowing where it was going, I found it incredibly boring and tedious, and it was just a complete slog to get through. Um, and I would never watch it again, having now watched it twice, which was definitely one too many times. Um, but I still concede that it's a good film, that I would rate a 7 out of 10. Um, but I still, I was talking a lot three years ago that I had so much trepidation surrounding, in particular, this right. In and directing team and i feel like they did have this perfect storm in their favor which was the whole the 40-year gimmick the return of jamie getting john carpenter on board and the soundtrack i was like they kind of had so much going for them and when you make this movie now it's kind of all on you where you don't ha- you, you don't get to fall back on these gimmicks anymore it's, there's not going to be that, oh my God, there's the excitement of Michael back on the big screen because we had that three years ago. And I think when it came down to it, when they had to write a competent movie, they fail on every single aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, like th- this is, might be the worst movie like in terms of writing and directing of like ever seen so like easily this year um is the easiest way to describe it like we've seen some stinkers this year um across digital and on um in the cinema and this is like i mean well i think back to the forever purge and how much i dislike that movie that has so much more going for it than this movie Mm. does and don't get me wrong you should not watch the forever purge either um
1: They, they take a swing and a miss you know which is something at least at least they take a swing yeah well i just just i don't
0: this is mind-blowing kind of how Mm. many bad calls are made in terms of acting choices in terms of dialogue i mean the dialogue in this movie my fucking god is is atrocious um you know from like the the decisions surrounding jamie lee in particular as well Mm. um and just and and michael as well and kind of like that's you know in terms of positives Definitely the kills are the only thing in this movie that I that I don't think are utter shit. Um, I think the kills are very good, um, and they're on par with 2018, which was also good. But I think when you call your movie Halloween Kills, when you've bigged up the particular the body count of this movie over the last year, which is what they were doing... It's the middle part of a, tri- a trilogy, which is traditionally kind of the, the you know the story doesn't need to be as as you know complicated as part one or or to conclude a trilogy. You generally have the most fun in the middle part yeah. of a trilogy, and this is a mindless slog for the most part, where it's just it's so unbearably slow. I mean, th- there's this whole part of the movie at this bar which is like some of the worst scenes I've ever seen in a horror film. It it serves no purpose other than to... Um, make the runtime longer and just to fill in the gaps until you eventually, because they're all at this bar and they're all so annoying and also poorly acted. And you're like, well, maybe I guess Michael's going to come and kill them all and that'd be cool. But it's not, you know, the, the purpose of those scenes isn't that, it's just to show you why these characters are at Haddonfield at this time period. And then they quickly or well, not quickly, because it takes about 20 to 25 minutes, but eventually they move those characters on to different scenarios in Haddonfield to which then they have an impact on the story. So it's like all of that stuff in the bar is just a complete and utter waste of time. Um, And, yeah, it's just bad decision after bad decision. Where the 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 kind of flashback stuff, the stuff that's in the seventies, looks so piss poor. Um, you know, like the level of the wigs and everything, and it doesn't. It just doesn't look like it's in the seventies in the slightest. It just looks awful. It does look like a terrible, you know, fan version of Halloween. Um, and again, there's moments when. I think the movie does a good job of kind of pulling the wool over your eyes because, like, early on, you get a lot of that soundtrack. And, it, and you know, you can hide a lot over that soundtrack um, mm. because it's, you know, it's very easy. Yeah, exactly. Like, even during those 70 se- scenes, to just have that I original... I can,
1: watch, I can watch someone, like, just eat cornflakes with the Halloween soundtrack and I get a little bit suspenseful and excited what's going on.
0: Yeah, and it would have been more interesting than, <laughs> than a lot of these scenes. And I think that... um you mentioned the uh, the Loomis thing, which is interesting, because I thought it looked quite good. Um, it looked,
1: it, to, to be honest, uh, yeah, it looked probably as good as we've seen. Yeah, um, it's I thought it was very good. The, it's just that it's still strange, mm. you know, that's the it's thing. It's unnecessary. Like, yeah, like, and and it's just kind of, I think as well, I, I, I find it more strange when it's an actor that's passed away. I I Mm. just don't know why I just kind of feel like I felt it with like, you know, we've seen it in Star Wars, we've seen it in other things. And I just Mm. kind of like, I don't know, just part of it. I'm like, you know, it it feels even more strange. But yeah, it it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't my point that it was bad. It's Mm. just that my point is, it's just very strange. Yeah.
0: um it is just what i was saying
1: where it's know, like because we it's, don't have it's... young laurie we don't we don't ever see any extra stuff with 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 you know um well that would have been fascinating <clears throat> yeah because
0: yeah. yeah it is it is weird just the whole wh- when you pull it back and i mean first of all this movie is bad and it's it's it feels so long it was like an hour and 45 and it felt to <coughs> it within 20 minutes of this movie i just wanted it to be over and it was one of the more kind of painful cinema experiences i've had in that sense where I wasn't gaining anything from still existing and watching the film. I was just getting more and more annoyed. It was getting shitter and shitter. And, and by the end of it, I just wanted it to be over. The ending is dreadful. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to unpack there without going to spoilers, but like, yeah, I, 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 I have more things I want to say about the writing and directing in particular, because I really have a bee in my bonnet particularly about these guys. But yeah, what, what did you make about this overall?
1: Oh, I had a blast. Like, I had a, I had a great time watching this movie. Um, I had a feeling that was going to
0: happen, and this, I'm so glad that we've had in-depth conversations about this, this movie.
1: <laughs> no, this this movie sucks, but I had a blast watching it. <laughs> uh, Did I you, feel, though? Yeah, because it just got to... Well, yes and no. I had a blast for the first hour, and then I looked at my watch and realized I still had another 40 minutes of the shit show, and I was like, oh, my God. But, um... I couldn't help but find myself laughing. There are multiple points of this movie where I was having an absolute uh, laughter fit. I was crying with laughter at one point, and it wasn't a bit that was trying to be funny. It was just how bad the script and dialogue was. It was some you know, of the it, line delivery,
0: man. Holy it was, shit!
1: The script was terrible. The delivery was even worse, um, <laughs> which which is incredibly impressive, and it just made it it made it, it hilarious. I think. Like one of the things that I spoke to you about when we came out was the Tommy Doyle character. Mm. I was like, Is that guy the original Tommy Doyle that's like <laughs> come back from like forty years ago? No, no, they just fired yeah. a really shitty actor. I know. Like, it's,
0: it's I had to look that up as well because we both said that where it was yeah. like there's so many of these returning people and some of them mm. obviously are. Yeah. Um, in particular there's a woman in, in this the, who's like a the, kid, yeah. um, Over, you know, from the original. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, again, I don't it sounds harsh, but it's one of the worst acting performances I've ever seen in my life. It's it's so unbelievably bad. The thing and that like I said found... he feels that bad as well, but he's like, no, he's yeah. an actual actor.
1: But the thing that the thing that I found hilarious was the character Lonnie is what is it, Robert Longstreet, who is in Midnight Mass, who we really like in Midnight Mass, and actually would be a really good Tommy Doyle. Yeah. I'm like, why is he...
0: No, I thought he was going to be initially.
1: Yeah. Well, he kind of looks right. He sounds Mm. right. He's a really good actor. Like, it would have made sense. Instead, he's this very strange, well, also hilariously strange character, because basically we have Tommy Doyle with the young girl that you spoke about from the original Halloween movie, the nurse from the original Halloween movie, <laughs> but then Lonnie, who is this made up character for this movie that survived the original movie as well. Mm. Um, so it was almost like, I, I kind of feel like they cast Tommy Doyle, then they found Tommy Doyle. So then there was like, we need to just create another kid because we really need, we really need uh, Robert in it. yeah. Like It's just, yeah, bizarre. But yeah, this, this movie, um, like, I honestly think if this was a franchise that I was invested in and still invested in, like, I would be devastated because, like you say, I think it overtly says we hate every other movie in the franchise, which that already offends me because I quite like a lot of just the sequels, you know, mm. four, five, six. 5, I like, I like H2O, like, I, li- I love the Rob Zombie movie, like, I like more Halloween sequels than I don't, which is quite rare for a horror franchise as well.
0: And I think that's how Um, most Halloween fans feel, and that's why I'm glad you brought that up again, because I want to hear you say more about that, because I'm like, why are people letting them get away with this? Again, I'm not the one to do it, because I'm not going to be the one sitting there going, I'm angry at it, because I'm just not invested in it. But the way people are invested in it, I'm like, why are you letting them get off the hook with this sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense because I you know I think you know when I look at when I look at the 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 you know those sequels like Donald Pleasance was in them all I like those I really like the two with Daniel Harris in it started my whole kind of liking of Daniel Harris I think you know she she's been in a lot of great horror movies over the years and I love her in those two you know and and yeah I just the more you know I don't overly you know we, we joked about it a lot but i don't overly care about the reset i think we said when that first halloween come out like choose your bullshit pause point and then resume from there fine mm. but when you when you actually take active jives at the other movies in the franchise that's when i take offense um Every like three say, years after as well so we're all over um, that at this point <laughs> yeah like they're overtly poking fun at halloween 2 which by the way is like you know a direct sequel made by most of the people Mm. you know i i I know um you know the revisionist history doesn't want to look at that but it it, you know it it effectively is like you know it's it's written by john carpenter and deborah hill you know it's got donald pleasance it's got jamie lee curtis Mm. it's a direct sequel with pretty much everyone in but you know that movie sucks and we're just going to laugh at it and be like Mm. oh michael's coming to the hospital like i say that irked me a lot um but but yeah just when i go into like when I get out of all of those frustrations, because I'm not a diehard Halloween fan, when I actually just unpack this movie, this movie has one negative, uh, one positive, and it, it is the kills. Like, the kills are good, but they're not world-class. You know, we look at um, VHS last week, mm. and one segment in VHS last week had way more exciting kills and <laughs> way more fun in its in in kills than, than what this movie did. With I less think, than 1% um, of the budget. yeah. The the one thing I wanted to talk about, which I found hilarious, was I I was um, because obviously this movie is called Halloween Kills. Um, I was wondering like how much they're trying to lead into it and kind of be like, oh, this movie has a kill count. And I found the most fantastic article mm. where basically this movie apparently has uh, 34 kills. Right. So I'm not going to. This is not. This is going to be spoiler free. Relatively, I might be talking like opening scene stuff, but. The first kill of the movie isn't done by Michael Myers, but it still references a kill. Right. Kills, kills 2 to 12 of firefighters.
0: Yeah, Which I we know. see about
1: two of them on screen.
0: And we saw all um, that in the trailer over a year ago.
1: Kills 13 to 16 is two people that we see on screen and then two people that get referred to later in the movie. So we never see them, but they're classed as two kills for Michael on this. <laughs> um, kill 17 is a kill that we see on screen we see him dead but we don't see him get killed uh 18 to 20 valid kills that's he can have those three uh 21 to 22 he can have those uh 23 someone dies nothing to do with michael four and five valid and then 26 to 33 we kind of see a little bit in a montage at the end but not explicitly. oh
0: my god yeah and
1: then we get 34 at the end which mm. we won't talk about so so yeah that's 34 kills which i just i found like yeah,
0: that is I, bullshit i,
1: I don't <laughs> like i don't know whether that was a bit too much and a bit too rambly but i found it hilarious just no, the, that is some classic the,
0: sports padding right there
1: yeah the, way, the one I, I i chuckled at the firefighters. I yeah. laughed out loud when they were like, oh, these four kills. Two happened on screen. It was referred to later in the movie that four dead bodies were found. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's incredible. That uh, I you know, that that's just some next level bullshit. I love it so much. Um and um I just I think that kind of just shows where this kind of, you know, hype and, and kind of positivity around this movie is when they're trying to like Create things that just aren't there, and when you when you break it down, I get it. If you enjoyed the kills, and you didn't really care about anything else, you just thought, okay, there were some dumb choices and some dumb dialogue, but we got kills. Like, I, I I get that, but but I just think the kills were way too much of a gap. The fact that this isn't just a standalone movie, this isn't a VHS segment, this is a Halloween movie. This is Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Like this should mean something. Um and and I think it means nothing. Um I think it kind of um we talk about the the Strodes as well. The fact that um uh you know we we see Laurie and her her uh child and granddaughter heavily featured in the in in the first movie and kind of in this sequel they're just throwaway. They're mm-hmm. complete throwaway. You know, Laurie is in hospital because of her injuries, and the other two are tethered to her because of that. So there's no you know, stalking or intrigue or anything in these, and it's because of what the movie's trying to say, mm. and what the movie is trying to say sucks. Yeah. Like the, the the overall message when we get to that point and why they, they pretty much wrote the strodes out of this movie, which I find incredible, like a, the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis still does this movie when her character has become null and void. Um, B, the fact that it's allowed to happen for the Halloween franchise. And C, the fact that it kind of seems like it's still going under the radar, that that's being forgiven as well. Like Michael just straight up doesn't care about Laurie in this movie.
0: Yeah, I, and I think you know, that is why, you know, we're looking at this as a movie. Mm. I think the answer to all those questions is this is the second part of a trilogy. Because, and and again, this is why it's, It's uh, it was a terrible decision to pull this Mm. story across three films. But it's like, well, the first movie was setting up the free Strodes generation. Mm. You then need to step away from that. And this is what this whole movie is about. It's about Haddonfield community rather than just the Strodes. And then obviously the the, the next one is going to tie it back to the Strodes in a big way. Mm
1: -hmm. And and it's
0: going to not be about, you know, as many of these random town folk, which, again, I can't. They're going to like haunt my nightmares, these people, with their Mm. performances, because there's, you can't even single out one or two. There is genuinely about 10 different actors in in this kind of Haddonfield town folk, Mm. folk, as it were, that are all atrocious. They're all annoying. All of their line delivery, delivery is dreadful. And it's like you say, I don't know. This is where this movie gets so confusing for me tonally. It's all over the shop.
1: Because
0: I'm like, I think if they were trying to make this like a goofy silly throwback and and it's almost like malignant in some ways um maybe this would be better but the mm. problem is is that this is a direct sequel to a movie that came out three years ago which tonally was not anything like that and so no, that's why this straight. is so conf- is so confusing to me where i'm like well, why do you have these stupid you know there's like a an older sheriff character who is just awful and i'm like surely he's intentionally awful you know mm. when he says like evil dies tonight for the 50th time I'm like, I, think, they I know just assumed is stupid?
1: that, like, a chunk of these people had to come back from the original. And, mm. it, and it turns out that, yeah, not all of them have. They're just really terrible actors. and I. Kind well, maybe of... they
0: did that on purpose, though, because they thought, well, we're bringing back these people who haven't acted for four years. The only yeah. way that they're going to be even remotely passable is if we pair them with some of the worst actors we could ever find.
1: Yeah, But it's strange, though, because when I look at, like, people who I've seen in other stuff, you know, yeah. when I look at... Um, well, that's uh, a good, that's a good Oregon, point. You know the 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 guy who plays um, Officer Hawkins. It's it's made me think like I don't know if I like Armageddon anymore because I just don't know if I can look at him and think that he's a competent actor anymore. Like he's you know he's real bad in this, and I just look at all of them and I just think like I think it's it's bizarre. I also think like Michael in this movie, they've you know again just staying away from spoilers. I think you know he isn't the shape. He's, he's been very humanized. He's been very, um, you know, treated differently than he has in any other movie. And it doesn't feel deserved. It doesn't feel right. It feels disingenuous to the character. And even if all of those things apply um, and he, it makes him more interesting, it doesn't. It makes him worse. Um, you know, I, I think just this, the shape that cannot be killed is way, way better than than what they've come up with this as to what his motive and and kind of, you know, backstory, well, not even backstory, just his motive and and kind of mindset is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think, um, I find it hilarious when we look at it even more and I wonder where we'll go with the sequel, Um, you know, the the conclusion of this trilogy where I'm just like, the, um, you know, what, current political message are they going to try to pin on the character of michael myers like that's what i'm waiting for for the next movie because i feel like it's hinged for it Mm. um but in terms of like this movie i really think like like you said the original not the original sorry 2018 halloween um is is a good movie you know it is uh you know seven ish out of ten it was you know on the cusp of hitting our top 10, you know, if if we'd have loved the franchise more, if a couple of more things had hit, it would have got in there. Like it wasn't a million miles away. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bad movie. I think when you, when you look at this, this is the worst movie I've seen at the cinema this year. Um, I think it's probably the worst movie we've seen for the podcast this, this year. Like, I don't want to think about all the worst, the bad movies mm-hmm. we've seen, but I just think like in terms of, the scope and the the miss and the fact that um you know you talk about the forever purge and at least it was like an idea of like what if the purge doesn't stop and i'm like okay that's an interesting question like okay and it just wasn't executed well you know we look at a lot of these movies and i'm like okay you've got an idea here that i kind of like i just didn't like the execution i didn't like anything about this from the script to the performances to to everything I saw yeah the only thing that was competent was the kills and even those you know in in 2021 I can't be wowed by good kills anymore I just can't because the movies with micro budgets can do incredible shit Mm. um so I just I just think like that yeah I still like them and 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 I I want them in horror like I'm you know when this movie said it was going to be a high body count 34 it is not um you know yeah okay cool like I want to see Michael do a cool, lot of cool things and and yeah we, we got some of that um I still think even with that like um we we pretty much lost like the traditional kitchen knife and like yeah, Michael, I was thinking Michael that a lot that. Yeah. and I'm kind of like if we have a. Dude, if we have a the amount Thursday, of times
0: we saw him just smash someone's head into a wall, and, and yeah. especially someone who just watched 2018 in the last week as well, I was like, why is that 90% of the way Michael kills now is just by ramming people's
1: heads into walls? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I, I just think, like, I, you know, I, I would have liked some more traditional ones in there, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah, I, you know. It is. it is just kind of brute force isn't it really with michael it is just smash someone's face against or through something until their face is pulverized mm. is most of the kills
0: yeah um and you just yeah. get immune to it after a while don't you
1: yeah and i think one of the other things as well is um i really well two things i wanted to touch upon um i really didn't find this movie suspenseful um the opening scene of the movie again like you've seen the trailer um, I don't think this is a spoiler, like, you know, mm. you see Michael step out of a burning building with, according to the, what was it, 11 or 12, according to that kill camp, firefighters, <laughs> and basically just massacres them all. Um, in straight hand-to-hand combat. Correct. In in straight hand-to-hand combat, literally we see the firefighters grip axes, start circular saws, all <laughs> charge at Michael to all get taken out <laughs> one by one in, in like a...
0: By a but man more, in his sixties you know, who has been locked up of, for forty years in chains.
1: Kind, yeah, I mean, that's not even like bring know, the, the you know the, the his age into it. You know, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's a Kill Bill montage basically for Michael mm. to just massacre all these people. It has you know, there's no suspense in that, and it kind of means for that rest of the movie, your suspense has been kind of diverted. And mm. I think, kind of, um, I'm trying to think of any scene in the movie that even tries to be suspense- suspenseful, because I think we kind of have the car scene where you know, there's someone in the car where they, they kind of try to make that suspenseful, but it's really not because there's someone in the car. Like you can see someone's in the car and therefore there's no suspense. I, I think mm. kind of the whole little, what is it? Little John, big John kind of mm. scene was so just when they kept calling each other and checking in, like, you know, oh, all good here, little John. Oh, good, big John. Like, I, I can tell that that was a joke they found incredibly funny. And I probably, like, the first time they said it, I may have, like, gave a little lip curl. I may have sniggered, <laughs> all right? I may have the first time. You know, the 12th time? Uh, no. And and what it did was it, it, it completely eliminated all suspense in that scene. Um. So, yeah, I don't think this movie has any suspense, Um. which, you know... It, again, if you look at the original, instead of the remakes, the, the, the original wasn't about kills and wasn't about this gory, you know, the movie was made almost with no blood. You know, the movie mm. was about suspense. Uh, yeah, it's sequel, an interesting
0: point, isn't it? They've almost the, kind of missed the point you know, of this movie yeah, that they're obsessed the, the,
1: with. <laughs> the sequels, they were about blood and, and <laughs> kills and less suspense. But, but those movies suck. Like, you know, it's, it's very strange. But then, yeah, the other thing is as well, which I think is really important, is the music. I think I think the music in this is pretty poor. Um yeah, like and, the, and, the new stuff. Yeah, and, and, and especially for a Halloween music, you know. And I think kinda, you know, John Carpenter is involved directly with the music in this. Um and I'm sorry, like I know that's kinda like saying the music's not good and then throwing his name in there, but it but it's it's strange, you know, that this isn't a good soundtrack you know post the stuff that was in the original movie i think in particular the um the final scenes of the movie we both walked out the cinema and mentioned it that like yeah that really felt out of place it didn't sound good and it was just like the problem is we've got this soundtrack for 40 plus years um it gets to a point that you know you can't keep reiterating on it you know we've we've had so many versions of the music and it kind of gets to a point where like you either just got to have it in its form Mm. or or don't but don't keep doing these little weird versions and like oh i know let's put some bagpipes in playing (laughs) halloween music like that we've not done that before you know um i can't wait for the like the quiet version like i couldn't
0: yeah i could not believe how bad it was like Mm. the the new versions of the score in particular where like Mm. you say the early on when we're in the 70s and it is just directly ripped from the original i'm like it's fine i've heard it a billion times but i always like it because i'm a sucker for it but like i say in those final moments particularly in the last 10 minutes of the movie Mm. when they really lean into the new 2021 score
1: unleash their new score
0: it is god-awful like it's so painfully shite, and and again tonally doesn't match whatever the hell the tone of this movie is and again we have seen so many great examples this year of these returning franchises and i'm oh, talking Candyman. about yeah of Candyman in particular of like how you take that original score and modernize it and make it brilliant for your modern day uh, movie which mm. is just mind-blowing but you you talked about the use of comedy there um in lieu I guess of suspense which mm. I think is a really good point and that kind of brings me on to this, this whole director which I really need to talk about and then that'll be the final thing I have to say about this movie yeah. is that like when, when this got released in 2018 as I kept saying I thought it was a good movie but I really thought that they had a lot of things going for them at the time and I said and you can go back and listen to it I was like this director is not good he's not a good horror director and that was the kind of the aspect of that movie in particular that really annoyed me is that i thought it was blinding everyone and and maybe it is because of my fandom for other people around the time but i remember specifically call outs of stuff like oh it's another comedy director who's making this amazing transition to horror you know he's the next jordan peele (laughs) and i i couldn't wrap my brain around that because not only is Jordan someone who has loved horror his entire life and can speak about it you know ad nauseam more than we ever could and, and and you can see that in actual comedy projects as well where he does this weird references to gremlins and other different movies but like he what he has done is so next level where it doesn't matter that he was ever involved in comedy you just look at it from a horror perspective and it's as good as any what anyone else is making right now you look at what david gordon green did with halloween 2018 and like i say i feel like a lot of the stuff that was working for that movie was out of, out of his hands and that was the one thing that i did say specifically back then and i feel like i kind of like i didn't expect this much of a drop off certainly <laughs> because this is like awful but i am i do feel very happy that my um you know pro like you know qu- problems i guess i had with this director were true and i said it then i'll say it again now this guy is not a good horror director i in my opinion he's the definition of a hack um and he should not be in this genre and i don't understand why he has been welcomed in open arms because i don't think he loves horror i think he's coming here for the paycheck to reignite his dying career i think that also he is going to be able to work in horror now pretty much for the rest of his life because these movies have been hits and i think i saw that he's doing like the exorcist is his next project (laughs) and i can't tell you how happy i am about that um as someone who does not give a flying fuck about the exorcist i'm so happy that he's sticking to these franchises that i don't give a shit about not that i don't give a shit about halloween i certainly give more of a shit about halloween than i ever did about the exorcist but like if he was making you know
1: imagine if they were like oh yeah he's got hellraiser he's got dude he's got got
0: hills of (laughs) eyes if he got hellraiser or like nightmare on elm street i I would cry. I would genuinely cry because i would be so upset especially when when we've had talks of people like flanagan um yeah. getting involved in something like that and, it, and if this guy did it who i just think is awful and it's not just him it's his writing team as well because yeah. kind of like he's the director and i don't i don't i mean i don't think he's a good director full stop he's made a bunch of comedies that just aren't for me at all um and then he's made horror movies which again the first one was good but i think it was genuinely in spite of him and now he has made an atrocious horror movie Um, and this writing team sucks so bad where like you say they don't know how to do horror so they fall back on what they know and this is what I think is so obvious about this transition is like that's what people probably thought would happen with something like a Jordan Peel. And he's so far removed from that because he's just writing amazing horror. And then yeah, he can maybe put a couple of scenes in there to make you laugh. But this is clearly obvious when every time there's a stalking sequence involving Michael, rather than making it, like you said rightly, suspenseful and tense, like the original that they're so up the arse of, but instead they're like, oh no, let's just do comedy, 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 comedy. I mean, you talk, you know, the big John Little John thing, which goes on forever. One of the earlier scenes involving this couple with like a drone thing was was like, it it was weird because it was an alright scene. It probably had some of the best kills in the movie, but it it didn't need that much comedy. Like, why is everyone. Like, they write characters, which is clearly what they see in themselves, which is basically everyone thinks they're a stand-up comedian. And that's why you get annoying scenes like the bar sequence, where every other line is, like, a shitty offhand joke. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, why is what is Haddonfield the place where all the failed comedians of the world come to live to celebrate Halloween? Like, it's just... I, I, I really... I know I sound bitter right now. I'm not even. I don't even know what the word is. But like, I, I'm not going to try and hide it. I don't like this guy, um, and I don't speak like this ever on this podcast. But he's just one of the few people that he. I don't think he deserves a place in the horror genre. I really don't. I don't like any of his work. Um, so yeah, and this, and like I say, this movie sucks anyway, which is the most important part. Um, do, do you have anything to add before we move on? I guess we have to do our recommendations.
1: Yeah, know, I'm done. Like, I think I, I don't need to say anything else as well. Because I think the more I talk about this, the more angry I get. And it's never mm. how I want to be. And in particular, it's never how I want to be with, with arguably the biggest release of the year. Mm. Um, but you've just got to be honest about how you feel. Um, yeah. And, and, and I genuinely don't think it's, it's how, you know, it didn't land with me and, and it could land elsewhere. I genuinely think there's so many things about this movie that critically, when you look at it, is bad. Mm. um so yeah in terms of recommendation i i really think you're you know it's it's a strong message to not watch this movie and not just succumb because it's halloween um you know i've seen the box office of this and and i saw what the cinema was like and i'm just mm. like it depresses me because i you know we we sat there and watched malignant which was a, a horror auteur returning back to the genre doing an original ip and you know it, it didn't get the box office love that it needed and hope you know hopefully it will continue to get legs and become bigger but it's just like you know and then you see this and it's becoming you know it's going to be one of the biggest cinema releases full stop of the year probably mm. um you know i think uh what was it probably shang chi is is going to be the biggest so far since post post pandemic i guess mm. and you know that that's at a couple of hundred mil u.s box office and this does a quarter of that in a in a you know in one weekend. So, you know, it's just worrying where it'll end up. And yeah, I just don't think you should watch this. Um, I don't, yeah, it's not worth it. There, there are, there is also a ton of, you know, spoiler alert. There's not for this movie, spoiler alert for the Halloween franchise. There are actually a ton of other sequels out there that are way better than these. Mm. Watch, watch Halloween two, watch season of the witch, watch, (laughs) watch four and five, watch H2O. They're all great uh i mean yes, we said it when I'm we walked sure.
0: out that the only discussion in terms of the halloween franchise is is this the worst or is resurrection the worst mm. that is that yeah. is the only debate about this film yeah because that's yeah. where this is in terms of the kind of plethora of halloweens but yeah in terms yeah. of recommendations Which I agree with
1: you and it's a debate that i don't care to have but i agree no. that's the only discussion
0: <laughs> um i i completely agree with what you said and it it really does greatly depress me when i think about it how many eyeballs are going to be on this and we talk a lot about these the moments when horror breaks through away from just us um and and especially obviously it always happens more in october than any other month of the year but then when you get something like halloween it's it's both those things you know halloween the franchise and so it bums me out because there's gonna be a bunch of people that haven't watched horror, horror for six months they go watch this and you know I mean, obviously, I hope they enjoy it, but I think this movie doesn't serve anyone any good. And so they'll think like, oh yeah, horror's just shit at the minute. And that, that really hurts me. That, that makes me feel like quite depressed when I think about it. So my recommendation for this movie would be go watch Malignant go watch psycho gore man um and support original amazing horror um because there is plenty that came out this year um yeah. which and if you like about.
1: Halloween watch the sequels that they pretend don't exist
0: yeah I'm just done with it honestly <laughs> I, I don't like th- this is one of those movies that is so bad that like even when I just yeah. see the poster now and I see Michael's like burnt mask mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't even know how I feel about you anymore where well, I feel sorry for you because you're, you're dead, but I'm also like, Oh yeah, it's just another corpse for the pile at this point. You know, mm-hmm. we, we could be getting movies, this shite that involve Freddie and Jason. Um, and I'm like, is that better? Or is it better if these franchises are just completely dead? You know, like what's better at this point? Cause to me, they're equally as bad. Um, right, you know, I guess, guess
1: what, We've what? Got a more of these to watch
0: a couple more of these.
1: No, we've got one more of these to watch. We we have. Yeah, a, I know.
0: Oh my god! Don't don't say that now. Like I, I, I,
1: <laughs> I can't wait, man. The,
0: the thing is, in all seriousness, it can't be worse than this. It can't be worse. It, it um, genuinely can't. My prediction um, would be it's better five. than this, but it's not as good as, as twenty eighteen. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah I am hoping for a five.
0: Yeah, I think, in reality, be, I in, think... Reality,
1: in reality, I might get a three, but uh, but I am hoping for a five.
0: I think if this writing and directing duo really try their hardest, they could make a 5 out of 10 horror movie. I believe you, in you guys. Um, see, but... see,
1: I knew you could turn it around and be positive at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see guys, I don't actually dislike you. Um, but yeah, that was unfortunately one of the biggest pieces of shit we've seen this year. Um, that was our discussion on Halloween Kills. We will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, just to kind of quickly end us off this week, because um, I need to talk about a better horror icon. I'm just going to say it because, like, why not? Like this, <laughs> this movie's rolled me up at this point. Um, I and it. I mean, I mean, I've never hit it anyway. People are allowed to like what they like. That's perfectly fine, obviously. Um, but yeah, I've always loved Chucky way more. <laughs> the franchise overall, because to me, even though I, for me, Seed of Chucky is the only. Um, Child's play movie that isn't good, and that's an enjoyable bad film. Mm. Um, so if that's the low point, which again is a bad film, don't get me wrong, but it's enjoyable, hundred percent. It's dumb, it's funny, um, but that's the only one that sucks. The rest are all either good or amazing. Um, in particular, the last couple have just been so good, and the remake's very good in its own right as well, which is which is mm. crazy. Um, but yeah, Chucky's back on the small screen, and kind of we've been talking about this how it's it is an interesting proposition because it is, they've talked that it is the, you know, the Canon is still there. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, post the last movie, we are in a very weird place with Chucky. Yeah. um, Post that last movie, not to kind of explain it all, but it's just it's crazy. There's a lot going on. And so we kind of knew that this is going to be at least early on stripping things back and just bringing it back to what the core of the franchise is, which is just kind of like a kid getting a Chucky doll, Mm. basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we've seen the first episode. Um, What what did you make of it?
1: Yeah, I think it's... um one of my biggest problems in it with with this episode is probably that i'm too much of a fan of the 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 continuation of the ip and i want to see that continued you know we we know that the returning characters are going to appear and i think yeah the, this pilot is very much stripped back it is okay there's a new kid with a chucky doll um so it is slow i think um it it probably I think it probably didn't hit as much as I hoped it would. Uh, it, I definitely didn't finish this episode and I was absolutely pumped for more. Um, and it's like I say, it's probably a circumstance of that versus the hype I had for it. But when I actually think about it, I, there was still quite a lot to enjoy. I think kind of, I, I like the Ventura quiz scene quite a bit that we got to see. Um, mm-hmm. I can't believe we haven't really got something like that before with Chucky. Yeah. Um, cause it was, it was really good. Um, And, um, what was, oh,
0: I wanted to remember one of the lines he says something like, I think, I think he, uh, Brad Dorf as Chucky literally says something like Pokemon porn. I think is oh, one gosh. of the lines when he's talking about the girl's Google oh, search history.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I, I rewound it to hear it again because I was like, oh, my God, Brad Dorf just said Pokemon porn. I'm like, this show's <laughs> great.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, and I kind of do want to rewatch the episode again mm. because I kind of feel like now I know what this is more. I'm ready for episode two more and I kind of know what it is. And yeah, when Jennifer Tilly rocks up, I'm going to enjoy that. But I kind of felt myself kind of craving it in the opening episode and kind of craving like, where does this sit after, after the last Chucky movie? But now I've just realized that this, this is just a thing. And like, if it weaves in great, but if not, it can just be a thing. Mm. Um, And, and yeah, I'm kind of, I I like the, uh, the boy that that has Chucky. I can't, I can't think of his name actually. Uh, Jake yeah and I liked him I like kind of his character I like kind of his um you know where he is he is kind of like this traditional kind of misfit in the school this relationship with his dad obviously the relationship with his aunt and uncle and kind of uh nephew and all of that stuff I think kind of I I liked I like that and I mean I'm I'm kind of interested to see where that goes um and kind of um uh you know, all to that side and, and kind of, yeah, I, like I say, I think it, I think it was good. I, it, I, I think I probably had higher expectations and it didn't, it didn't get to those, but, but now I'm thinking about it more. I, I I'm looking forward to the next episode yeah i really
0: liked it I, I thought it was it was kind of what i was expecting in terms of stripping things back and i do think that for you know us the hardcore fans we will get the stuff we're after um because they've announced the cast we know who's returning mm. and so we'll, we'll get to that but i think for now they need to they can't go all in on hey this is the sequel to cult of chucky um to a new audience that are going to be watching this for the first mm. time um so i love that it was stripped back i completely agree i love jake i think he's a great lead character um and i think that he his relationship with Chucky is going to be a really great one to Mm -hmm. kind of see unfold. Um, in particular i love what they're doing with this character um because you know don mancini um you know kind of created this show and has wrote most of it and he directed this first episode and i found it really fascinating with this lead character who's this like young boy um who's come out to his father but his father is like not accepting of it and um i was reading some quotes actually from don and this is like semi you know biographical right Um, and it is you know based upon his life and coming out to it to his father who wasn't okay with it and so I love that he's able to inject this kind of real life story into Chucky, and it's almost again what you said with the ventriloquist thing. I'm like, how have we not had this in Chucky yeah. yet? Kind of blows my mind. Um, when we
1: when his dad destroyed like his his art. Oh culture, my god, yeah. I felt like I didn't think I'd be feeling emotion like that in in it. Like I felt genuinely upset, like mm. really upset. Like I was, I was almost like inconsolable. Where I was like, yeah. There's no way that this can get fixed. Like, this sucks. Like, I really, it really hit me. Like, I don't know why.
0: And it perfectly did the job where I was like, oh my God, I fucking hate this guy. Like, and it was, it was.
1: Please, chucky please, please
0: yeah and it was it was so good um and kind of you know something else that happened in the show um which is that there was a really good death in this in terms of mm. like a kill you know for a tv show where it was again not to go into it like maybe in the future we'll do our traditional tv and just throw up a spoiler alert but like mm. it's it, it it's a perfect child to play chucky kill which is it's it's Comedy focused, but it's also pretty graphic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you think about the logistics of it, it's such a great first kill for the show. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the downside for me is obviously just watching one episode, definitely, yeah. because you know, recently I've watched American Horror Story in chunks, I watched all of Midnight Mass in chunks, and like that's just the way I've been watching TV. Um, in particular, my horror stuff, um, mm-hmm. even with like creep show and that. So it's like it is weird to only watch one where I feel like if I would have watched three or four, it really would have taken more shape because I'm already like, man, we're so early in this story. Yeah. And I just, I just want to see
1: more of it. I think in particular um, with a pilot, you know, because this does feel very much like a concept and a pilot mm. and just kind of setting things up. And I'm like, I'm interested to see now because we, we kind of know where Jake is, mm. what his relationship with Chucky is. And what does this mean going forward? Because we have a lot of answers around mm. those things. You know, we kind of know what's happening with Jake's relationships, you know, with with his dad, with his with his um, uncle, with Chucky. And it's just kind of like, well, now we know all these things. Yeah. Like, where where is it going to go? And, and yeah, it's kind of, you know, I think, you know, episode two is really going to lay the groundwork for that.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Like I obviously Don directed the first one and I don't mm. know like how involved he is in a directing capacity whether it was just the first one because I know he's obviously been writing and he like created this. Mm. Um so I am curious to see because like yeah, it was I would love to see him stick around. Obviously it would have been awesome for him to do like the Flanagan and direct them all. Um Yeah, I don't
1: I... feel tethered to it though because with Don I... obviously because he's been He's mostly he been in a
0: writing capacity correct. anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I don't necessarily feel like I need him to direct them all. As long as he is still, you know, writing and in in charge of the IP.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, like I can't wait for more. Um, I guess the only other thing I wanted to talk about was um, post Halloween Kills. What What do you do? Um, so when when we see a movie like Malignant. It's kind of strange where you get these two different things where when I watched Malignant, I was like, hmm, what movie do I watch next? Because <laughs> I'm like, I really enjoyed this. It was so original. Like, what do I do? Because it's not fair to the movie that I see next. Yeah. And like, I chose carefully and watched Quiet Place Part Two again, <laughs> because I'm like, oh, OK, I know this is a banger. Like, I can just continue on the journey. Whereas like after watching Halloween Kills, I'm like, hmm. I'm in a real low point right now. What do I do? Do I watch like a banger for a? Pick oh, up? I, I I would have or, known exactly
0: what I could have recommended.
1: Or do I go for a free hit? Well, you yeah, you watch Psycho Gore Man, yeah. But I'm like, what <laughs> what do I do? I'm like, i and I was like, I've got a free hit here. Like whatever movie I watch isn't going to be as bad. Like,
0: Did you, is this is this you leading into watching Children of the Corn two,
1: two and three?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Christ.
1: And I'm gonna tell you I like them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not believing a word you say after watching the Halloween kills. <laughs>
1: yeah. I sat and watched Children of the Corn too and had a really good time. Like it's it, it sequels aren't some... canon,
0: mate, don't you know that? Sorry? The sequels aren't canon, mate not That's know what that? I heard.
1: That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun, it continued kinda of post Children of the Corn one, kind of the aftermath. Um and and kinda just was this fun story of like this news reporter with his son that hates him that have kind of gone to the town to get the story mm-hmm. and trying to unearth it and kind of um has some good kills in it. The 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 son and kinda like his love interest kinda like I was rooting for quite a bit and I think that's why I kinda quite liked it. And and ultimately I just <laughs> you know, it was a free hit, so I, I enjoyed it more than, than Halloween. <laughs> 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 and and yeah i had quite a good time with it and then, and so i thought screw it i'm just going to slap on the third one and i think the third one is quite quite a drop i think kind of um but the redeeming quality of the third one is it has a crazy ending that just kind of makes it worthwhile where we kind of get basically some children from the not not that you know from the original but these are the children of the corn let's just say that have now been adopted by a couple from the big city. So it's basically these kids from, you know, the first movie or, you know, looking like they're from the first movie um, now in the big city and kind of like dealing with that. And it's kind of like quite, you know, um, they kind of lean into them kind of being more like Amish and kind of like people making fun of them. They're kind of in the ghetto and kind of being, you know, it's, it's real kind of strange that side of it. But then, when we actually just got the the payoff of what they were trying to do, it was this really hilarious uh, effects. Some of it looked really good. Some of the kills looked really good. Some of it was honestly, I need you just to see it. It's like some of the best cheesy effects I've ever seen in my life. Where literally mm. they, they they got a Barbie doll, <laughs> a, a genuine Barbie doll, and and created like a creature to scale for the Barbie doll for for the creature to eat this Barbie doll that oh, was be our, pretty much our lead character or one of our lead characters and it just it looks so incredibly bad for the for the restoration that was done on this as well like the restoration work unfortunately and three aren't 4k but yeah. they're still incredibly high restorations So <laughs> just to see this like incredibly polished turd of um uh uh, 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 yeah, a Barbie doll being eaten by a by a kind of clay made monster was was just oh, it was incredible. Like <laughs> I, I, I need you just to see that. Um, and and yeah, so I had, I had a good time with these movies. Like I, I really enjoyed you know watching this trilogy. Um, for for the first time. Um, you know I think the first one with the fact that Linda Hamilton in it is in it. Um, it is a slow burn, but I think it has a really good start. And a really good end and then because linda hamilton is in it it makes it kind of good throughout um and like i say i think the second is a strong sequel it's it's good like and and you know like i say it hit me obviously at the perfect time but i think mm. it is quite enjoyable and then yeah the third movie's not good but but just hilarious at the end and like i say not just bad it was actually it had some good kills at the end and some some okay effects as well and just like really just kind of i i appreciate how batshit it went
0: are you going to watch yeah. the other eight movies of the no, franchise?
1: No, no unless, if Arrow puts them out, I will watch them. How about
0: not, even, not even Children of the Corn, 666, Isaac's Return.
1: I'm not going to lie, that one has me intrigued.
0: Which does have um, the original actor who played mm, Isaac in it. Yeah.
1: Which is interesting because he's really good. Which he returned Um, in 15 years later to the franchise. Which is kind of because I I delved in a little bit of the making of and I'm not quite sure exactly what his age was, but he's the the actor, I think it's Isaac. Let me just double check. Um,
0: Yeah, John uh, Franklin played Isaac.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Um, Where basically he has... um,
0: Oh, yeah, I was reading about it. Yeah, yeah, he
1: he has some sort of... um, He has a growth
0: hormone deficiency.
1: yeah. So he was something like 22 when he did the original Children, Children of the Corn. Mm. So if you if you look at his IMDb picture, that's pretty much what he looks like in Children of the Corn. Um, yeah, he was like he, 20, he was
0: like 24, 25.
1: Yeah, and he, <laughs> he's crazy. playing like a 10-year-old. Huh, that's just, quite, I I did not know
0: that. I thought no, I always I thought, that, thought that was a child.
1: <laughs> I thought it was a child like having just watched it. Like I thought that was just a child that was very good at like delivering these very long monologues and mm. that was the thing that was kind of cra- crazy oppressive and it makes sense that it was an adult doing it because mm. you know the delivery was really good but i just thought it was like this incredible child actor and, well especially uh, back
0: then like we've talked yeah. about like kind of like the child acting was well, yeah, awful exactly. back in the day kind
1: <laughs> of, you know have when I, I i did kind of like rewatch a little bit of it after i saw it and kind of now knowing that i think you can see, you, you can clearly see it but it's just mm. kind of you know watching this movie in 4k for the first time just not knowing that i just i i didn't you know i didn't think oh that's clearly a 24 year old Mm. but yeah no it it was a fun time like you know i i think i used my free hit well
0: yeah Um, (laughs) yeah you probably never would have got around to watching them otherwise so yeah why not yeah i'm I'm
1: pretty happy with that
0: yeah sounds good um (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's pretty much <laughs> it yep, for this that week. Good.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like, I, 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 I
1: don't,
0: <laughs> I don't think I'm going to watch these films. <laughs> no. I'm going to be honest. Um, I will
1: make you watch the Barbie doll getting eaten though, because I think I'll that watch is it. Worth I'll
0: watch a I 10 second clip.
1: It. Yeah. I think that is worth you seeing.
0: Yeah. Especially cause that movie came out in the nineties as well. So I'm like, man, that wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> and they're doing like yeah. crazy stuff like that. It's
1: the only bit that I want you to see really. I'm not going to force you to watch anything else.
0: That's a big, strong recommendation for the trilogy. Then, like, oh yeah, just see the Barbie doll kill. No, I'm just
1: sick and tired of trying to make you watch these things. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die on the hill of basket case before I do. Uh, before. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you have, you have bigger battles to fight than this yeah, one. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Like, if you if you <laughs> well, didn't try with Puppet Master, then you're certainly not going to try with Children in the
1: Corn. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm gonna pick and choose, and this yeah. is, this certainly isn't it.
0: um but yeah kind of next week is is a, a gap i guess because we have cinema horror for the for the end of the month unfortunately obviously two i mean we're, i keep saying two i don't have an official date on antlers yet um no, we're just
1: human because we're getting it heavily uh advertised
0: yeah which is good um and it, it is it seemingly it does come out the same day as last night in soho um which does suck i don't know i wish antlers was obviously this friday because then we could get to cover it um but obviously we're, we're still very excited for antlers and we'll hopefully get to it the week after um but obviously yeah it seems like we have a free week obviously we do have a few things on the uh the back burner. Um, we had that movie Demonic for a little while, um, but we also had the one that we featured in the news that only just came out on Netflix um, called There's Someone Inside Your House. Mm. Um, which I don't know if you remember, but it's a really cool yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah, the kind of like slasher where like the killers were in the face of the victims and stuff. Yeah, like that yeah. sounds cool. And obviously it's from the directors of Creep as well and, and Creep 2. Mm. Um, so we'll probably check that one out. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely some stuff to look forward to. And like I say, I mean, the week after my god i could not be more excited again i just i've been in the same level of excitement now since that trailer of like you know from when we heard that edgar wright was doing a horror movie i was like oh my god this is a dream come true like i never thought he would do that again and then to get that trailer which is you know one of my favorite ever trailers and now i'm just i've been in that mode of like mm-hmm. i just want to see this movie i just want to not have it spoil um you know, I haven't been watching the other trailers. And so, yeah, I, I cannot goddamn wait. It's, it's going to be so exciting.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I can't wait either. I think um, it's weird as well because it's got one hell of a push. Mm. Like, I keep seeing it in, like, really weird, like, TV spots. Like, it's it's kind of thrown around quite a lot. Um, so I'm kind of – and I have to just keep, like, looking away. I'm like, God damn it, why does this movie keep popping up? Like, it's, mm. it's hit in front of things I've watched in TV – things that have got ads like youtube videos and stuff i'm like god damn it like stop showing this movie
0: yeah i think obviously i think with anya taylor joy being in it it's kind of like when when he cast her obviously she's such an interesting actress to the horror crowd because it's like there's mm. a certain smugness, I guess, because we're like, yeah, we knew her from The Witch, you know, like yeah. the horror crowd have known Anya and her talents for five years. Whereas I think the the mainstream kind of that that chess thing on Netflix blew up, and she's had mm. a couple of more mainstream movies, and so now she's like, you know, everyone knows who she is. And so I think yeah. when he cast her was I I hope this isn't the case, but I my guess would be this is one of the last kind of genre projects she'll probably do, um, yeah, because I, mean, I feel it's... like she's gonna have the you know the whole world at her feet now.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I kind of hope that she's kind of been so in the genre for for a number of years now. I kind of hope that she won't just um give up on it. But but yeah, you you know, it, it could very well be. Isn't she
0: in? um I think she's in The Northman, isn't she? Which is of um, course she was. Yeah, yeah. I think she is in that. Yeah, because obviously, yeah, Robert Eggers. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, she was only in The Witch. Yeah, so yeah. She was hmm. one of like the returning cast members. So yeah, she has still got stuff <laughs> in the pipeline. Which is awesome, um, but yeah, that is it for this week. Um, yeah, we talked about just a bad film. I just don't I just yeah. think about let's just let's just never mention Halloween Kills again. Yeah, we for, on for all of our mental story, health.
1: We we talked about the Child's Play TV show.
0: Yes, and some okay. great news. You know, I'm, I'm sure Psycho Goreman <laughs> got mentioned <laughs> about ten times, and I just mentioned it again. So fantastic. <laughs> um
1: exactly but yeah that was
0: episode 270 thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon
1: see you later everyone